Yes, people, it's episode 237 of Griff's Brain. That was me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Uh, it is Monday. can't tell you what time it is because uh, in case everyone's listening who's not... Uh, <laughs> who may want me doing something else. Um, but how are you doing? I'm sorry the pod's late. Uh, well, to say mouth courtesy, we're not really sorry. Um, you know what I mean? Like I say, you don't pay for this. You get it when you get it. Shit. But um how you all doing? How's your week been? Uh my week has been okay. Thanks for asking. Um I mean, what what have I done this week? We gigged on Saturday at Top Secret Comedy Club, which is good. It's um uh, we actually finally announced that's one project we've been working on. Me and the banter bash guys, so that's uh the Prezzo, who's uh who's the brains behind it all. And then the brawn is myself, or me, I should say, not myself. Myself's reflective. Um, so me, but you shouldn't start with yourself. So, Jay Handley, Philo Huff, Kazim Jamal, and me. Um, it's a monthly residency we have um, at Top Secret Comedy Club. First Saturday afternoon of every month we have an afternoon show and we just have a great time the full top secret crowd downstairs in the big room and uh, we just did that Saturday afternoon so prepare to see us promo that way more Uh, we've got big plans for the show the concept of the show so really happy about that really proud of us getting that sorted and then um, gigged yesterday at a charity event um, it's for, for girls football in Gambia um, so shout out to those guys at um, the Golden Youth Football Academy based in East London Clapton um, you know it was so it ran late <laughs> ran a bit behind schedule um, it's annoying because you know you make these assumptions that these things will run late but as the professional you can't just assume it's going to run late so you have to turn up on time and it's annoying when you do turn up on time it's like ah, it's late as I expected you know what I mean but what can you do what can you do but ain't mad like I said they're, they're raising money for a good cause um, me and Kazim are both at this gig we was joking, saying, do you reckon anyone's be wild enough to do a charity gig and to start ripping the shit out of the charity? <laughs> Has anyone been that crazy to do that? It crossed my mind to do it. And I thought, this guy has done me no harm. <laughs> so I I shan't do that. But, um, but what we wanted to, just, just for the just for that comedy devil on the shoulder just go do what just just sabotage just do it but i didn't i didn't do it um but yeah just doing just gigging then obviously doing the fatherhood thing um you know that's been it's it's been interesting it's been it's been um i don't know how to describe it because people ask me like how's fatherhood treating you and both naomi and i agreed about just parenthood in general it's like um 
I don't really feel like a parent exactly um, I just feel like I'm looking after this creature now the people are going to think oh my god this guy is psychopath and he doesn't love his child no 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 I'm just saying she's so little and you know it, it's almost like a pet human <laughs> it's like I said the job just to keep her alive so it's not it doesn't feel like parenting to me I'm just uh, I feel like anyone could do this part this isn't parenting this is just taking care of yourself if anyone could do this for a week two weeks well, we're almost at three weeks if anyone could do this bit this this doesn't require any skill doesn't require any insight I don't think I could give anyone any insight into how to do it it's just going with the motions but Yes, it's not parenting to me yet. So when people ask about fatherhood, like, I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah. She cries. I pick her up. She doesn't cry. I just let her sleep on me. And that's it. And that's all I can give you. So, you know, he's not very insightful, right? But that's what we've been doing this week. We've been doing, doing that, doing parenthood. And um, that's it. That's it. It's always been going on. Mind. I played football. Yesterday, busted my ankle. Just, just an old man. Just, a, just an old ass man. Just, just need to. Um, so I wonder if I'll be fit next week. I don't know. Don't have to be fit next week, but we'll see in it. We'll see. Um, I mean, if I'm not, I don't mind staying in bed. That's the you got to always draw the positives from life. That if you can't play football on a Sunday morning, that means you can stay in bed. And by stay in bed, I mean wake up at the exact same time. But at least I'll be able to hang out with my daughter and my wife. That's when you can't forget the actual partner. Um, so I'm always very wary of. Um, always because I've seen so many of my friends. Not my friends actually, but so many people I know do it where they become so fixated on their kid, both of them, that they kind of lose the relationship they have. And you know, when when she's asleep, sometimes me and I just don't even switch on the TV. We just chat away with each other. Um, so that's one thing she's missed is adult conversation. Because <laughs> now I've gone back to work, even though I'm still at home. Um, you know, I just lock myself in the office and just try to get on with my day uh, whereas you know I wasn't working we was at least talking to each other throughout the day so she's you know, getting, getting a break getting to talk to an adult gets to debate some stuff and um, I guess you don't get that regularly throughout the day right but oh, we'll see though we'll see we'll see hopefully when she gets to go out more got a few few weeks left for, of recovery and then she can probably go out and actually start talking to people. You know what I mean? Start actually uh, seeing her friends. Then then she'll then she won't care about not talking to me. <laughs> but um yeah man, I was trying to think what has gone on in this week in the news that's caught my attention. Actually one thing that caught my attention is um about the German coach who got uh, sent home for, for punching a horse. Um let me actually pull this up. Um, German coach punches. Wait, is there a video? I didn't even know there's a video. Oh my! 
Sorry, but I didn't know there's a video. I'm just about to. So I'm going to be hit with some YouTube ads. Like. Was ist da los bei Annika Schleu? Let's see. Let's see. If I talk over this, so you don't get banged with copyright stuff. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, there's the coach. She, she can't. She can't. She can't caught on video punching the horse. Oh man, now I've seen the video. It's not as extreme. Oh, duh, I've got to develop the joke then. I mean, it helps me develop the joke. I punched a horse in the arse. In the arse. I thought it was, a, I thought it was an uppercut to the face. She got sent home for that. Oh, man, that's... Um... <laughs> I'm disappointed with that punch. I generally thought a punch in the face. I thought uppercut into the horse's mouth. But wow, no, she was, um, anyway, yes, a German coach was sent home for punching a horse. Um, no, it's a modern pentathlon. Um, the modern pentathlon, I didn't know what the origin of this event was. Apparently it's um, activities that they expect soldiers to do behind enemy lines. So they've got like shooting, horse stuff. <laughs> You can, see, you can see the research I've done for this. Let's have a look. Let's have a look what they are. They are um, fencing, one-touch epee, um, freestyle swimming, 200 metres, equestrian show jumping, that's 15 jumps, and a final combined event of pistol shooting and cross-country running. So it's, um, it's a madness. Um, but yeah, that's what they do. They do those five events. That's your modern pentathlon. And this part of the, the show jumping part. And what happens, I didn't know this, that the riders actually handed the horse 20 minutes before they go on, before they go out and do the show jumping. I thought you brought your own horse. Like, that does make sense to me. Like, a horse isn't just a tool. It's not like it's just any tennis racket. And even then, tennis players wouldn't just take any tennis racket they bring their own racket right so if a tennis player has to bring their own racket yeah and then they play doubles they don't just get given they're not just randomly assigned a doubles partner yeah I would have thought that would be the same with show jumping that I'm bringing my horse because me and my horse have practiced but instead it's like no 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 here's your horse and apparently this horse Saint Boy had um had been a bit of an ass in previous events for other riders. <laughs> like Saint Boy weren't having it. Saint Boy was going through some shit. Now I don't know what goes through a horse's mind. He might be going through some horse stuff. You know, he might have been he might be thinking about his parents. He might have disappointed his parents. You know, his his dad wanted him to join the police, be a police horse like him and his granddad. You know, his mum might have been like, why don't you become a racehorse like your cousin? And then he's like, no, I want to be a show horse. <clears throat> don't judge me. This is what I want to do. This is me expressing myself. I want to do dressage. And it's like, you are an embarrassment on my family. Sick boy. You know? 
and then he's got to the Olympics and just about just before he's about to go on it's all just hit him just like oh my god I'm, I'm embarrassing my family I don't want to go out look at me I've got this stupid thing on my head I've got this woman on my back whipping me I'm not even German I'm about to win a gold medal for Germany what, what's going on I don't know I don't know what's going through the horse's mind whatever it was the horse wasn't having it before 20 minutes though like, I can't believe athletes are only given 20 minutes to come to bond with an unfamiliar horse like, I don't know about you guys I, I've never ran stables but I've met horses before and horses aren't the most trusting animal easily startled um, you know they, they might just jump up at any moment might give you a little heel kick so like listen this a horse isn't an animal to play with so to be given 20 minutes and then the horse isn't playing ball and your gold medal's on the line I might whip and punch a horse <laughs> but I was expecting I was bare fisted but I was expecting a punch in the horse's face that's an uppercut bow into the horse but it's a punch in the ass. I just, I just don't know. I mean, I guess you can't punch a horse at the Olympics on camera. Uh, but it is mad. Now, you can. I was giving the coach props before. Now I'm thinking it's a bit of a. It's a bit of, it's just a stupid story now. But yeah, because I thought the coach fully just punched the horse in the face because I slightly respected that that to get that angry that you you punch a horse full fist just bare fisted as well not a glove not a weapon so I'm just thinking if she just slapped the horse in the ass, would she have would there have been like, disqualified and kicked out would she have been sent home or yeah it's like or would she, if she slapped the horse in the face is that the same as a punch in the ass? I think that is I think it might be even worse if you slap a horse in the face <laughs> Oh man, I didn't. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, I don't know, just animal abuse isn't funny, guys. Um, I mean, I punched a cat before when I was younger. I was 10, 11. I was around my friend's house. Um, I was allergic to cats at the time, so I didn't really want the cat on me. Now, I kind of accepted the fact that I was in the cat's house, so the cat's going to be there. But I thought I had at least autonomy on my, over my own lap. I didn't want the cat on my lap. But the cat kept just jumping up on me and trying to sit on my lap. Um, and I was just like, no. And I, I, and I didn't want to touch the cat because I didn't want to get the cat fair on my hands. So I was like, oh, could, could you get the cat off me? And my friend's dad's just like, no, just move it off. Just like, stop being a bitch. And I was like, um, like, I'm allergic to cats, I don't want cats on my hand, like, I literally come around your house and my eyes swell up, but I just want to play with your kid, you know what I mean? I mean, your kid are friends, so we just want to play, play, but, anyway, so, so anyway, so the, um, so I'm just watching the cat circle the room, I'm just thinking, I dare you, I dare you, uh, <laughs> Dare to jump on my lap, and um, I the cat jumped up in midair for before it lands on my lap. There you go, act. 
And I thought I was just going to push it, but I punched it. I, I punched the cat. The cat went, yeah. Friend's dad just starts screwing at me, going, you don't have to punch the fucking thing. And I was like, ah. Oh. But, you know, I was wrong and strong, though. I was like, well, I told you, keep your cat away from me. <laughs> oh, man. Good times, good times. But, like I said, animal abuse is uh, its not good, guys. Like I said, I've only ever hit one animal. Every other animal, it's, uh, it's not been abused. Although, when we talk about animal abuse, we don't include insects, do we? Um, like, I remember... I can't this comedian's name. I want to say Stephen Latham. I think his name is. He told this joke. Um... And he basically was just talking about the discrepancy between different animals because he said that he was on the... Tr- I've got to tell the guy's joke. But listen, people, the, the cross-section of people who are going to go to one of his shows who haven't heard this joke before, who listen to my pod is a very small... Like on a Venn diagram, that may be 0.2% of a person. <laughs> but he used to tell this joke, right, that... Um, the, the discrepancy between how we treat animals. He said like, he was on the train and there was like a, a fly or something, and someone just rolled up their metro and just smashed the fly against the window, a great glass, and no one batted an eyelid. And he was saying, you know, so w- w- what size of animal do you have to get to for people to go, whoa, what are you doing? Like if someone just grabbed a fox by the tail and just swung it into a, <laughs> into a window, <laughs> would be like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's a pest. You know what I mean? Or swan. And it's true. So, like, me punching a cat sounds horrific. This woman punching a horse is like... <gasps> but if there was a bug crawling across your floor and you just stamped on it, you'd be like, yeah, well, you know, it was a bug. You know? It's, um, it's interesting how we treat these things. You know, it's t- perfectly humane to put ant powder down and kill ants but if you had a fox in your garden and you just poisoned it <laughs> like are you okay oh dear it's um it's mind-blowing it's absolutely mind-blowing um right what else has been going on this week as well in the news uh love island bit of love island um I'm kind of over this Teddy and Faye thing. If you have, if you've been watching Love Island, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been, um, basically, it's, it's this guy just getting just verbally destroyed by his lady. She was gaslighting him. She wasn't giving him a chance to talk. And it, do what? What I do find interesting though is it gives you gives you insight into how people argue and how even if someone has a good point. If they're dealing with someone who's so aggressive or is so loud and repetitive, you can see they actually forget their point. And you see all these argument things like a straw man argument. So because the person's being so loud and arguing about this straw man, the person starts defending that and they forget the point they were making. And it's one of those things that I'm really conscious when I'm on the receiving end of. So... I, I'm a difficult person to argue with because I will just let you rant and then I go back to whatever I was talking about. Now, where that's an issue for me is when I'm having a normal conversation with someone and I don't respond to what they've just said. 
Because <laughs> I'm like, um, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about what I was going to say. Um, and so, and that, that's what happened. That's what happened with with these two. She accused him of of, uh, of doing all this madness, and he was just defending the madness rather than just one making his point, and two, he forgot that he was pissed off with something he saw her do in a video. But instead, he's just found himself just chasing after her. But do what someone tells you about this guy. He's he's uh. He's one of those R&B guys who likes to try and mend hearts that he never broke. He likes to struggle. That's the that's what he thinks love is. He's got a hero complex. I used to have that shit. It's a waste of time, bro. Just find a woman that's not, you know, mentally tapped and stick with that one. <laughs> Make your life easier. Uh, you know what I mean? There's there's a lot of women out there that are just normal. Don't have a whole bag of shit going on. And same for you ladies, as well. Not every day, fucking homes under the hammer. Not every day, a fixer-upper. Sometimes just buy a new build. Buy a new build, just you don't have to worry about what the previous owner had done to the, to the property, yeah? Just get a new build, just get a guy. Or just get one that, you know, it's just been refurbished. Looks good. Do your dating, your survey, get your survey done and just block right. Cool. Because I think that's what we do when we, some people do when they date, right? It says to get the survey. The survey, which is the dating, right? Clearly shows there's structural issues. Clearly shows there's going to be some work to do in the future. Clearly shows that, you know, there's even been some bloody uh, work done that hasn't actually got approval, hasn't got building regs. Hasn't been signed off by the council. Hasn't got planning permission. And you're still just like, yeah, but it's just such good value. It's just so cheap. I, I want this one. Because what I can do with it, it's going to be amazing. That's how women see men project. And then men see women. Basically, men men want just a, a house that looks nice on the outside. They don't care if it's literally got no furniture on the inside. No heating. As long as it looks good on the outside, people can see them going into that house. They're like, yeah. Because you, you see, we've all got friends, yeah, who, yeah, they they just find a girl out of nowhere and you're just like, Jesus, where did you meet her? Where did you find this one? She got any friends? She got any sisters? And then a year later, two later, you know. They go, oh, I don't want to leave her. You're like, nah, you can't leave her because they really told you anything that's going on in the relationship. So you're like, they persevere, man. Can't we just go work for your issues? And then he tells you the madness she goes on with. You know? Just like, and then you're like, what? You've been coping with that for for two years. You know, I, I can't even tell you some of the things my friends have told me about their their exes. And stuff I've gone through with exes. You know, you really just take a step back. It's like if I was advising someone else, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" But it's because they've got a pretty face. They look nice on your arm, and they, obviously they've got good, good personality traits as well. But like I said, you got to get the fundamentals right. You got to get the fundamentals right. So that's when you get to a certain age, and you're just like, "Okay, now you're good looking, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you some serious questions." What's your relationship like with your parents? 
do you have any sexual trauma that you haven't dealt with? You know what I mean? I was, this, there's some some women I've dated where I've casually just said shut up, like in a jokey way, and they've gone, don't tell me to shut up. And you know when someone tells you something like that, in a way it's like, that's not just a respect thing, like you've got some messed up thing there where, you know, one of your parents used to tell you to shut up and it's made you feel like an idiot and you were locked in a car or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but, but I feel like you're bringing way too much of that energy to me. And um, no, I don't want it. So, yeah, that's it. You've got to do your due diligence and um, get that survey done, man. And I'm just watching this guy in Love Island. Like I said, he just seems to... She's not obviously he finds her attractive, so he thinks she's worth it. But I die, man. It's just um, struggle, love isn't the only love. You're allowed to just have some easy love. Just be open-minded to it, people. Anyway, let's get um, some. Dear, dear, you going? All right, let me just pause this. Who's that? Why is that number? I'll pick that number later. Someone's calling me. They'll leave a voice note if it's important. Um, right. Let's uh, let's get some dear Deirdre going. And we'll get out of here. It's going to be a short pod. Um, wow. That's, that's, that's good. Let's check this one out. Dear Deirdre, my fiance gave me an incurable STI and now I want to call off the wedding. I should be putting the final touches to my wedding uh, plans instead of instead of wondering whether to call the whole thing off after discovering that my fiance has given me an incurable sexual disease. I suddenly became very sick and had to be admitted to hospital with pelvic pain and sores in very intimate areas. Jesus. I'm 27, my fiance is 29. We've been together for five years. Before this discovery, life was good. We had just bought our first flat together and got a kitten too. We became a little family. I don't think he has been unfaithful to me. The issue is trust. I don't think he's been unfaithful to me. The issue is trust. He assured me that he had also been tested, which now I know is a lie. Ah, I see what you mean. Right, so you don't think it's a cheat. You think it's something he's brought from... So is it going to be something... It has to be something like herpes then, right? Like you can't just be having chlamydia for five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, let's see, I was tested for STIs before we first slept together and was clear of anything, so I know it came from him. I feel so betrayed and hurt that not only did my fiancé lie to me, but has caused me such harm. This will never go away entirely. Yeah, this, it's got to be herpes then. Um, I've told him that I don't blame him, but the truth is every time I become sick, I, I hate not only myself, but him as well. Yeah, I think it's got to be that, right? I don't think he understands the damage this has done to my confidence and me as a person I never blame I, I will never be the same I love him dearly and also don't want him to blame himself mm, you're, you're a what, massive heart I won't talk he won't talk to me about it um, on the few occasions I've tried to bring it up we just end up arguing I feel as though he has just brushed it under the carpet how do I fix this without leaving him I want to continue to plan our wedding but if he doesn't open up to me I don't see a future for us the whole situation breaks my heart I love it a bit, but this has changed my opinion of him. I don't know what to do. This is just weird because, like, for me, 
the position he should be in, he should be groveling. He should be in grovel mode. He should be super vulnerable. He should be just open to be like, look, this is what happened. I'm sorry. I fucked up. That's, that's all that should be. So for my man to be wrong and strong, but I ain't talking about it, is wild to me. But that probably shows a dynamic um, of your relationship that you you must be a bit of a doormat. I'm not trying to cause you any ag here, but you 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 got you can't just have someone give you an STI and they go shut up. <laughs> I mean, I think that's definitely worthy of a conversation. Just, yeah, I mean, there's a little conversation like, oh, this SDI here, what are we going to do about it? Hmm? What are we going to do about this SDI here that you've given me? Um, obviously, you don't call off the wedding, you actually have feelings for this guy, so it's easy for me to go, ah, just fucking end the relationship. But, um, listen, just, uh, yeah, you just got to talk to him. Got forced conversation, give an ultimatum, but you're not willing to do the ultimatum. But that's it. This is now your issue now. This is your issue. Here's the question you should ask yourself. Have you told your friends about it? Because if you haven't told your friends about what's going on, that probably gives the impression that you know you're in the wrong here. See what I mean? No one tells their friends about stuff that they do wrong. But you know... You're in the wrong for not having the backbone and telling this guy to fix up. So that's my advice to you. Anyway, feel so unloved. My boyfriend would rather watch porn than have sex with me. Dear Deirdre, instead of having sex with me, my boyfriend pairs himself while watching porn. We've not had sex in more than two years. Yeah, relationship's done. Okay, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to the pod. <laughs> Now I'm 25, he's 27, we've been together for three years, you haven't had sex for two years, so that is 66.6% of your relationship, you've had no sex. Brilliant. If I talk to him about this, he says he's not in the mood, or that our relationship doesn't revolve around sex. It, no, it doesn't involve sex at all. He has issues staying erect sometimes, there it is. He's fine during foreplay, but, but soon goes soft. Oh, there's it, condoms. Maybe condoms. And when he turns over, he goes to sleep without attempting sex. I say he then turns over and goes to sleep without attempting sex. He, he knows, I know he masturbates to porn, although he denies it. I feel so unloved and cry most nights. Ah, Jesus. Well, listen, don't cry. Don't make his wanking about you. Yeah? Okay, it's clearly about him, it's clearly about his boner. You crying about it just makes him feel worse. It just builds up pressure for the sigs. The sigs. So, um, I don't know what you do. What do you do? As men, we're not really good at talking about things. Um, just, um, I don't know, man. Because you know, if, you, if you can't get a boner, someone's really working hard to give you a boner, it, it's like it makes your dick suffer. Softer. That's a softer, you know. Softer. <laughs> like, it's just too much pressure. It's like, oh, they're really trying to make me feel better, but it's not happening. And if you don't have uh, confidence that this is just a one-off, I imagine that must just build up in your head in a horrible way. 
I don't know, man. He's um, he's got to go get help. Work out what that mental block is. But two years. Here's the thing, though. If you leave, he's going to go into some mad depression, just live, in, live under the stairs at his mum's house. Whereas you're going to meet, you know what I mean? A guy who's a Shagatron 3000 who's going to just blow your back out. And you're going to be like, Steve who? <laughs> so, just move on. Just move on. That's not what I'm going to say to you. Move on. Right, let's see. One last one before we get out of here. Uh, my wife... Raw. That's mad. Um... Hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Um, let's go for that one. Let's see. Fallen for a man. My wife is great, but I've developed feelings for another man. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you're not just friends with the guy? I mean, have you ever been gay before this moment? Let's see, I've, I've been married uh, to a kind woman for four years, but for the past year, I've struck up an online relationship with another man. Rah. I am a guy of 32, he's 41, my wife is 29. I have to work away for long periods, and while I've never had a gay relationship, I've always felt I might be bisexual. Ah, fair enough. Uh, when I'm working away, we message each other every day. I think about him all the time and reckon I fall in love with him. Mad. Uh, my wife has no idea I'm attracted to men and I really don't know what to do. I have I had a good relationship with my wife and she is keen to start trying for children, but I'm worried about our future. Yeah, you need to work this out before kids come into play. My online friend wants to meet up in person and I'm very tempted. Jeez. Um. Yeah. Um. Here's what you do. You meet, you meet the guy up. Meet up with the guy. Just to say I'm slightly terrible advice. Meet up with the guy. And, you know, if you two end up in bed with each other or end up kissing, then you... If you feel the urge to kiss the guy, then you, um, you... You have to break it off with your wife. Maybe you kiss the guy and just like, whoa, that was weird. I'm not gay. At <laughs> least... That might happen. It's like, oh, wow. I really thought I was gay. I'm, nope, I'm not. Um, and then you just have to just, you know, drink a glass of milk and just uh, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are your two options. But you actually kiss the guy. Kiss the guy, and if you like it, dump your wife and if you don't like it i said have a glass of milk and move on um right that's the end of the pod people um do, 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 what's happening this week i'm up in birmingham on saturday uh comedy fest has been postponed to may that's gonna be at the end of the month at roundwood park that's been postponed to may which sucks um but what else um yeah, that's it. There's only gigs coming up. Oh, I've got one in um, in North London, Southgate. I'm emceeing tonight. So we see how that goes. Should we laugh? 
doing something different. But yeah, you're going to see me just gigging like once a week for the next few months, I guess. Um, but yeah, people, so like I said, next show I'm in London is in Southgate uh, next Friday, 20th. So yeah, check that out. All right, people, that's the end of the pod. Um, Premier League starting next next week, so that'll be good. Um, see if Harry Kane has left Tottenham yet. Um, who knows? I mean, Messi's left Barcelona as well, which is nuts. It's, it's funny, though, because people are saying Messi should play for free. Why doesn't he just play? For, if he loves Barcelona that much, why doesn't he pay for free? Two points. One, uh, why don't you work for free, you bastards? Uh, we're always telling rich people what to do with their money. You know, you're rich. Why don't you play for free if you love them that much? Okay. Um, no. He, he's 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 got a, a value, and he should be paid for the work he does. Why should he work for free? Um, so that's one thing, anyway. And. On the three figure, he agreed to for 50% pay cut anyway. So I think that's a compromise in itself. But here's number two. Even if Lionel Messi decided, I will pay, oh, I'll play for free, Barcelona still can't even sign him because they're that much over their budget in accordance to Spanish, FIFA fair, um, Spanish financial fair play um, laws, rules, I should say, sorry. But they can't actually sign players for free. You can't register any new players. They're too over budget. So their new signings, including Sergio Aguero, who literally only joined to play with his friend Messi, who's now trying to get out of his contract because he can't even register. Uh, it's a state. It's an absolute clusterfuck in Barcelona. So, yeah. Um, but we'll see where Messi's going to be next week. We'll know that. And yeah, alright people, that's the end of the pod. I'm out of here. I need to have a shower. Alright, peace.